Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in your basement until they inherit your house? At the Kid Factor Academy, we can ease your fears and empower your kids. Go to thekidfactor.fun to book a free chat with me and learn how to get your kids to move out of your basement sooner. Hey, young entrepreneurs and savvy parents. On this podcast, we are unlocking the secrets to financial success and empowering young minds through financial education, personal development, and entrepreneurship. We're here to provide practical tips and guidance on raising unstoppable and money-savvy kids. We'll explore inspiring stories from young trailblazers and interview successful entrepreneurs so your kids won't inherit your financial history. It's never too late to learn about money and build the life most adults only dream of. From managing your birthday money to starting your own community-based business or even launching an online business, we've got you covered. I started my first business at the age of six and a half. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur ever since. So buckle up and join us on this thrilling adventure that will empower you and your kids to achieve unstoppable greatness and generational wealth. I'm your host, Barb V, and this is the Kid Factor Podcast. Oh, hello, Kid Factor family. I have a most amazing special episode for you today. I am thrilled to introduce you to our guests, but today is a very special episode. It is Christmas Day, 2023, and those of you that have been following me since the Kid Factor started, our podcast episode is number 22. And those of you that know me know that my favorite number is 22. So I worked on and prayed about what amazing episode can I bring you on Christmas Day 2023 and the number 22 episode. And I have a most amazing, incredible story and family for you. I want to introduce you to the Miller family. And I want to introduce you to a really special little warrior named Andrew. Andrew and the Miller family, welcome to the Kid Factor podcast. Welcome. Hi. 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 I am so excited to have you here. Andrew, you are you are the main warrior story about today's episode. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you're dealing with? And what do we want to ask all of our listeners to do for you? So tell us, tell us first on what you're dealing with. Cancer. You're dealing with cancer. And you are nine years old dealing with cancer. How does that feel? Weird. Weird. What kind of things are you dealing with and what can you say dealing with cancer? What can you say today to other kids or families that are dealing with cancer? I don't really know. What about have faith? Never give up. Is that what you want to say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that you've been dealing with this for more than a year now. And when they first found out about it, they told you you had less than a couple of weeks to live. So you must be an amazing warrior. 
you are an amazing How did you do it? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you just too full of life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So if you're so full of life, can you share some of your favorite things with me? Candy. <laughs> okay. Well, let's 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 do this. Tell me what's your favorite food? Chicken. Chicken. Okay. How about your favorite music? Christian music. Excellent. Do you have a favorite song? Bless the Lord. Uh, I think the Ten Thousand Reasons. Okay. Would you be willing to sing it for us? Or a part of it? Can you do that? Yeah. Do you want to do it now? Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. I that is wonderful thank you that what a christmas gift to people to hear you sing now do you have a favorite book what is your favorite book I don't remember you have a lot of them don't you yeah. <laughs> no that is cool well i am really hoping that you and i get to write a book together would you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have Do you have a television? Yeah. Yeah. We have your, a TV. All right. What's your favorite television show? Cartoons. Cartoons. Do you have a Do you have a superhero that you like? Probably the one at Home Alone. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So is is Home Alone your favorite movie? Not really. Bear Ass Bear is. That's the great outdoors, not the Bear Ass Bear, but yeah. <laughs> great outdoors. Okay. All right. So um you sound like do you have a favorite superhero? That'd be like Spider-Man or uh, Superman or something like that. What's your favorite? Spider-Man because he defeats a lot of, lot of villains. Spider-Man because he defeats a lot of, lot of villains? Yeah. That's amazing. And and you're you're defeating a lot, a lot of villains, aren't you? Well, I can bring to you're you're defeating that brain tumor, aren't you? So yeah. let me ask you this: as an a, a, an amazing warrior and superhero, what's your superpower? Being smart. Ah, <laughs> all right, that's gonna that's gonna take me into another question. Then, what's your favorite subject in school? Math. Oh, you just hit me in the heart. I used to be a math teacher. 
I love it. Now, besides your favorite subject, do you have a favorite animal? What is your favorite animal? If dinosaurs would still exist today, it would be dinosaurs, except right now it's um, closest relatives to, to a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, let me ask you this. Um, what's your favorite toy? Remote controls. Remote controls? Okay. What kind of remote controls? Cars, boats, airplanes, drones? You don't know which? Yeah, I don't know really which. The only problem <laughs> is he only can use this hand. So he has a problem with the remote. Oh. But he still can make him dance. Yeah, he just can't drive that. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah. Do you want to tell me about them? How many brothers? Four brothers. No, three, no, three brothers. brothers. Three brothers. You're the fourth, right? Yep. You're the yeah. fourth one. How many sisters? Two. All right. Very cool. Now, are you the oldest, the youngest, or somewhere in the middle? I'm in the middle. Somewhere in the well, middle? you're the youngest boy. You're the second to the youngest of the children. Okay. Yep. Yep. <coughs> All right. So, let me ask you this question then. What's your happiest memory? Well, you got good memories, don't you? Yeah. Going to that Columbus Zoo. Going to the Columbus Zoo. Oh, yeah, that was that was one of your favorite things, wasn't it? Yeah. Tell me about was that. Better Columbus than going Zoo. to Hershey's on that the, those rides? Not really, but I love <laughs> the Columbus Zoo. <laughs> what was your favorite part about the Columbus Zoo? Probably the probably seeing all the animals. Did you have a favorite one? Not really. No? Did you see any alligators? Not even when you were playing, yeah. Not even when you <laughs> playing ball with that cheetah? Oh, the cheetah. You got to play ball with the cheetah? No, he got to see them do that. Uh -huh. He did get to help feed a wolf one. Yep. And a deer. What was the other one? Um, we fed the mountain lion too, didn't we? That big cat that wanted to eat you guys. Hey, we also went on that weird. Um, remember on our wish trip, that other wish trip, yeah. we we fed uh, these animals with our. Yeah, yep. that was when you were feeding. That's what mom was talking about. Yep, that's oh. what it was talking about. That's pretty cool. The funniest one was the buffalo. The buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he the buffalo so funny? Like 
<laughs> Cause he put his head up. <laughs> he put his nose up in the air like everybody was stinky or something. <laughs> and, then, and then he put his tongue out and we had to drop the pellets in. Ah. So what do you love? What else besides going to the Columbus Zoo? What do you like to do for fun with your family? Fishing and camping. Yeah, fishing and camping, totally. Fishing and camping. We're a really outdoors family. Oh, that's wonderful. And you guys, do you go um, fishing and camping up near Lake Erie? Oh, we have not. We have not yet gone that far up. We've got gone further down Dad south gone, in Dad Ohio. Dad's up there to fish. Yeah, Dad has. Well, we went out yeah. on the lake once. We've been out on Lake Erie once. Yeah. I've been out a couple. Okay. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, no. He's scared of the water when it gets to be really choppy and stuff. He gets really nervous. Fair enough. I grew up on Lake Erie, so I'm very familiar with that area. Very cool. I love the walleye fishing, but he gets nervous on the boat. <laughs> At least it's nervous and not boat on the sea stick. Yeah. <laughs> It's getting pretty cold in here. Solomon. Solomon, turn it up a little bit. Turn the stove up a little bit. Front, front, front. So, Andrew, how would you like to be remembered? I don't really know. As a fighter? Yeah, as a fighter. As a fighter? And as my smiling, loving, singing sweetheart. Right? Now, what would you love to say to mom and dad a year or two from now? That I love them. Do you want to tell say that to him right now? He goes all the time. Love you too. How about mom? I love you, mom. <laughs> What do you like to do uh, to tease dad? Kissing bubble lips. <laughs> <laughs> now, you you and I both know that you're dealing you're dealing with a type of cancer that you might not be able to meet your brother and sister, your brothers and your sisters' children. So they would be your nieces and nephews i want you to take a minute and i want you to think about what would you like to tell them when they hear this podcast or they see the video that we're making or they read if your moses and esther and solomon had a baby what would you like to tell them to stay strong What does it mean to stay strong? Like to never give up. Oh, I love that. I love that. Anything else? To be good kids. To be good kids? What's the coolest thing about being a kid?
and figure family members. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very cool. Well, and sometimes they can bring in your food. <laughs> That's the good thing about being a kid. Very cool. Now, is there anything? Do you have any? Do you have a best friend at school, or do you want to go? Well, well like my whole class is all my friends. Oh, I love that. What would you like to tell your class if they're going to listen to your podcast? What would you like to tell your class? That I love them very much. Very cool. What do you want them to never forget about you? That I care about them. You are such a special warrior. You are so cool. Is there anything else you want to tell anybody else? Not really. This not really with a hawk. Except that Jesus is Jesus is the one who's helping us out. I love that. Absolutely. From the mouth of mouths of babes, right? Yeah. How did you get to be so smart? Mom and Dad teach me. <laughs> Mom and Dad teach you. All right. That is very cool. That is very cool. Well, can I ask Mom and Dad some things? Yeah. Can we have Mom and Dad explain some of the types of things that you you your whole family's dealing with, but also a little bit more about the type of cancer that you're dealing with because it's not it's not a normal cancer, is it? No. No. Well, Mom and Dad, do you want to tell us a little bit about the type of cancer and Andrew's dealing with? And then also tell us a little bit about your the rest of your family. I guess um, you might say it's a little bit different because he has DMMRD, which is a genetic uh, mutation problem that causes cancer. He gets one mutation from dad, one from mom. And he unfortunately got both mutations. Um, we got two sons with that, but he has, he had a lymphoma that he has beaten. Okay. And he has, uh, he wants to go lay down. Well, Andrew, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today. And we'll talk again soon. Okay, love. Okay. Okay. Here. <laughs> so he, he also uh, the kind of lymphoma that he has is usually found in older adults not in kids like the elderly so they called it adult b-cell lymphoma or dlbcl um it's a non-hodgkin's lymphoma but it's a 
it's kind of a different kind of lymphoma. So it's a really, I actually never heard of it before him, but when I researched it, I found out a lot more information. They, for the short name of it, it they just call it adult B-cell lymphoma. Adult B-cell lymphoma. Okay. Yeah, that's the, that's the short name that the doctors use for it. And then, and he had that in his stomach. And then he had the hygroglioma in the right front lobe of his brain. But they warned us about that one. They said when they spread, they're like throwing a water balloon against the wall and it splatters out. That's what a hygroglioma does when it spreads. And that is what it done. His doctor was that done the surgery was amazing. She got everything out that she could see. And she was hopeful that it had not spread after the surgery because she did not see any sign of that. But unfortunately, this last September on his scans, it showed up with tons of little tumors in inoperable places. Okay. He has already done 33 treatments of radiation from January 3rd into March, right? And he can't do any more radiation. The only chemo that they had up to use on that, he can't do because he has a bad reaction to it. So he has no trials open to him because of the CMMRD. Uh, because it's genetic, they the trials won't accept them. So he has no more treatment options at all except herbally which we are doing because no parent can give up that easy they just can't and they shouldn't and they shouldn't they should always fight as long as there's a breath of life they should fight wonderful and he is actually with what we're doing he's actually gaining so we're going to do scans again and see if it's shrinking but the thing that people need to know is how this can, this brain tumor can be to the point where they are close to death and there is no sign whatsoever. There's no sign that you would ever think of. Like him, he's hyper, he was hyperactive. We never knew that was a sign of a brain tumor. He, I found out later the kids said sometimes he said he couldn't see right when he woke up. But by the time he got off uh, out of his bedroom and out by me, there was no sign of it. He had maybe three headaches total that he ever mentioned to me. That's, I mean, that would never have told me brain tumor. Right. It just didn't. In fact, when we were first put into the hospital, a brain tumor specialist was the one on call. Are one doing rounds on the on the hematology floor, and she told me she never would have guessed that he had a mass on his brain, just by how active, how oriented, how everything he was. She would never have guessed it. So, and this showed up when he was seven years old, just yes. before his eighth birthday. Right. Wow. Yeah. What do you want other parents to know, guys? 
Yeah, one thing that parents need to know is um, there is a lot of power in speaking life to your child and not sulking. You cannot help that child if you are sitting beside his bed crying 24-7. You have to master that. Yes, you will have to cry, and that is totally okay. You need to cry to release it. Find a place where you can pour it out, and then you got to come back, cheer him on, and always tell him how good he's doing. Keep that keep that moving that you're doing so good. You're doing so good. And they will try a lot harder. And the harder they try, the more the more that they get encouraged, the easier the battle is to win. Because they, you are their biggest cheerleader. You are their rock, and that's what they need. That's why, that's why we done the card thing was to try to get him to look forward to another day. And. People have been trying to help us to set things up that he has another thing to look forward to in the future. Well, so I... that's that's great. Would you like to better attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting? Did you know that podcast advertising has become the number one way to reach customers since 2020? Go to thekidfactor.fun, book a chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. I am looking forward to this week, starting with you guys and starting with him to write his book. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely love that. One thing that I think is very important for children that are going through this is like we were just, you know, trying to find something that keeps him motivated. So that is a major key in fighting cancer, keep him motivated. They said three quarters of the battle is the want to live. And so we come up with the idea of uh, birthday cards because his birthday was coming up and he was not expected to be here for his birthday. The Lord has shared that we can have him yet and hopefully many more. Um, so I just put it on Facebook. I have a lot of followers on Facebook because of his story. And um, I put on there about, I just threw a number out. I just said a thousand cards. And I expect that maybe, you know, maybe 100, 200 max. These start, cards started coming in and it got spread all over and people wanted to help doing this with the cards and stuff. So hospice reached out to people. The news was reaching out to people and the cards came in. They're coming pretty much every day with two trash bags full of envelopes with cards. We are over 20,000 cards now and they're still coming. You're over 20,000? Over 20,000 cards and we're we're not done counting. And that's one thing, it did exactly what we wanted it to. That little boy, he's now he's a little more slowed down on it, but for the longest time he would be when is the mail lady coming? When is the mail lady coming? And, you know, when he, he'd be watching, there she comes. Somebody got better go get it, you know. And 
He was so excited. He'd sit for hours that afternoon trying to read them and just looking at them and things like that. It really gave him something to live for. And sometimes something that simple, that little bit, can just turn their world around. It makes them happier. It makes them look forward to things. Like, he can't open the cards himself as easy because his left hand is pretty well crippled. And he'll sit here playing these little game puzzle things because he loves those things. He'll get some in a card and he'll be sitting here playing with what he got in the card. And I'm supposed to go on opening cards and reading them to him. Well, he sits here beside me playing with a puzzle. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's his favorite puzzle? Uh, those ones where you go through a maze. Um, okay. I don't know if you know what I mean or not to get to the other end, you know? I know exactly what you mean. What if we did a puzzle book with him? That would be I cool. think he would love that. Let's create a maze puzzle book for him and well with him. Okay. And we I will think he'll love that. We will put it up on Amazon and for all of our Kid Factor family listening today, make sure that you check the show notes and Devin, definitely check back. We will put a puzzle book together, a maze book together. We're going to work out all the details, but definitely we will do that. That will be exciting. That would be cool. That would be really cool. We can do that. That's that's very fun. So is there anything else you want families and parents to know? Always watch for the small things so that you can catch it early if your kid gets sick. Because the longer you wait, the worse it is. Now, there could be a fine line between that. What do you mean look for all those things? When is it? Because I know I, some of the parents we deal with and some of the parents listening, they will take the kids to the doctor or the hospital when they have a cold or the sniffles. How do you know? Don't overreact, but definitely from what I'm hearing you say is don't underreact. Follow your gut. There you go. Well, one major know. thing is watch for fever. Fever is your number one thing to watch for with a cancer child. Unless it's a brain tumor, there yeah. you watch for their eyes not dilating, right? Yeah, you watch for But uh, the like, yes, there is a fine line, but your normal child, they get sick. It's no big deal. They'll get over it. But a child with cancer, any little thing can kill them. Right. So, well, then it will, it will actually last a long It will last a lot longer. You got to, like, the what? What we've experienced with him is they were given vitamin. The other children can use, say, X amount, say, say two multivitamins a day. For him, he might need six. Okay. If you want to build his immune system to what a normal child is, you got to fight a lot harder, especially when they're on chemo or stuff like that. But then there's also with, if you're fighting leukemia, you can't use immune vitamins because that actually helps. That feeds it. That feeds the cancer. 
Okay. So the the leukemia feeds off of the immune system. And for tumors, the better the immune system, the better to fight the tumor. Because the way we know that is Solomon, our other son, he had leukemia three times already. So that's where we got into that area of the leukemia and now of tumors. So we've kind of seen a couple different sides of cancer already like that can actually be kind of mind-boggling, really, once you get into it. Um, if they have a port. Now, most children with cancer will have a port. Um, and there, a fever is critical because it could be infection in there. Right. But one major thing is if the parents are not comfortable sending the other children to school for fear of bringing a sickness home, I would highly encourage them just do a homeschooling thing, class online or however, to keep that child safe. If they, if they don't feel comfortable with it, don't let other people bully them around and say, you're just being overreactive or whatever, because it's nobody else's child but that parent. Those parents are the ones that are dealing with nobody else. And it's sad. Yes, a lot of people care and they want to encourage you. They want to do what they can. I mean, there's lots and lots of good people out there. But you will have these here and there that really don't stop and think. They really don't care. They just want to judge whatever you do. It don't matter what you do. And that can get parents down that have children like this. And they, those people, you just got to cut out of your life so you can actually be a good parent for that child. And if you have healthy children, the way to really realize if they're not healthy, watch their skin color. Um, like if they start getting really pale or something wrong really dark circles under the eyes that do not go away when they take naps or something like that. That's okay. something to know that something is wrong. Being too tired, abnormally tired. That's something that shows that something is wrong. Even if it's just a vitamin deficiency, check it out. Right. It's better to be safe than sorry. Wow. Well, Linda, Roman, Solomon, Esther, Andrew, I want to thank you, the entire Miller family, from the entire podcast family at the Kid Factor podcast. I want to thank you all for being willing to share your message, your story, Andrew's story with us. I don't know whether or not Solomon wants to share anything about dealing with his. Well, want to come and share something? Okay. He, he, doesn't says, want to. he says I'm scared. <laughs> That's okay. Solomon, I will get to meet you at some point and maybe maybe at some point we'll we'll get a chance to interview you as well. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's awesome. Well, Solomon, even though you're in the background a little bit, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, can you come a little bit closer to the microphone? Well, step right over here. Step right over here. There, now she. Okay. All right. I know that Andrew went to take a nap 
what special message would you like to tell him right now that he'll be able to listen to when he hears the podcast? Um, that he can do it all the time. He is pretty brave and he's really strong. He needs to keep on. He's pretty brave. He's real strong. And what was the last piece? He needs to keep going. He needs to keep going. There you go. Well, thank you, Solomon. I appreciate that. And we'll make sure that he hears that when he hears the whole podcast. All right. Oh, there is Solomon now. Can you see him? I can. There you go, buddy. (laughs) All right. Before we go today, is there anything else you guys would love to share with us? And let parents really know. Yeah, I just can't stress enough of how other families, parents, I should say, don't realize what you're going through, what these families are going through. Yes, they feel for you. They understand to an extent, but they cannot grasp it. I don't care how much they care, how much they want to, how much they feel for you. They cannot grasp what you actually go through. And that is something that you need very, you absolutely got to have it. If you're going through a situation like this, you got to have people that you can talk to because there's days that you're, you're going to need to talk to somebody because you can't bear it anymore. And you need people picked out that you can trust that, you know, are going to be there for you. you, stand by your side and not go talk around about it because you're probably going to need to let out some of your feelings that, you don't want people to know because you're frustrated and you're, you might actually, you might feel mad at God and you don't want to, and you don't want people to know that, but you get to that point at times that you want to, you want to get mad at God for it. And you need somebody that you can vent and they'll help you. They'll carry you through there and then you can feel better and you can move on with your, with your family again and, and be a good, healthy parent. And the reason we know all it is to be the parent, to be the parent beside it, is his niece, uh, my niece too, by marriage. She was three years old. She was diagnosed with leukemia. And we were like, okay, you know, will she make it? Won't she? We cared. We thought we knew how hard it was for her parents. But when it was our own son, we realized we didn't we have realized we had no clue. Yeah, we supported them. We were there for them. But at the same time, we had no clue how they honestly felt inside, how much harder it is when it's your own child. It's not easy at all. And a lot of people will give you advice on do this, do this, do this or that. You're going to have to do what you're comfortable with, what you feel right with as a parent, because it's easy to give advice when it's not your own child. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm being totally honest by saying we made decisions that we didn't know what we're going to decide, what we're going to do until the minute came to do it. We had to do something and we made a decision 
and I don't know what I'd do next time. And people can easy if they don't realize what, I mean, maybe not realize, but if it's not their own child, they can easily say, oh, well, I do this, I do that. But they honestly don't know. And that's why some people really judge parents like us is because they don't realize we are trying to see the future as well as current when we try to make decisions. And if we do refuse a certain treatment, yeah, somebody might think, well, you know, if you would have done that, maybe you wouldn't have had to do so-and-so in the future, you know. But at the same time, you know, that treatment could have also killed your son by the side effect. They don't know all the side effects that we are seeing, that we are being told that really, when you're told this treatment might save your kid, but at the same time, they tell you a hundred things that could happen. There's things that really freak you out. I mean, you don't want to. And one thing I'd like to, for the people that are not rolling through, I want, I want to encourage them to, to support whatever decision the others make and support them because a lot of people, they do not realize how much that means to a parent that's going through something like this. Um, when they feel that people are okay with whatever the parents decide and support them in what they decide instead of kind of start coming against them. Because when you have a child like this, you got to struggle because you will have down days. And if somebody kind of comes against you, it can really knock you down, even if they didn't mean it like that. So I just want to encourage everybody that does not even have any issue with their family and stuff. If somebody goes through something like this, if you don't agree with what they're doing, just keep your mouth and let it go. Anything else, the only thing you can do is either keep your mouth shut and let them do what they feel is right or support them in whatever decision they make and don't tear them down because they they need a lot of strength to go through it. And there's some people that will condemn you for doing chemo treatments. There's some that will condemn you for not doing chemo treatments. Um, and it's all every parent's choice. You know, it's they tell you you have a choice because really what what is out there to do if you can't do chemo or you can't do herbal you know there's and there's a, all every risk with everything you never know when you'll meet an allergic reaction or something so we really need love and support for every member and i don't care is it cancer or is it heart disease is it i don't care what it is if it, if your child is really sick you need support Absolutely. and like she said for every member it just reminded me the other children are just as much involved as the parents oh my gosh yeah. and um it seems sometimes you know you think of as the parents are going through this and the child but they don't realize the other children feel it just as much. And they struggle. They struggle. They really struggle. They get, okay, they, they hear the good and they're happy with it. But they hear the bad 
And it's so hard for them. It's really hard for them to accept. And with our oldest ones, they are old enough that they want the truth and they understand it a little too well. So it's it's really hard with the kids because it's hard to explain to them. But then, like my 14-year-old said, he was like, we could almost be doctors with the medical terms we know already. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Miller family, I thank you for opening up your hearts and your story to the Kid Factor family here today. And, you know, I, I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. And as we move forward, um, Kid Factor family, you know that I always close our podcasts with remember your ABCs. And I always state, be strong in all that you do. And I typically will tell you to do it in academics, business, and cash flow, and most importantly in life. And you will be unstoppable. And you'll be able to create a life that others only dream of. But today I want to change that around just a little bit. And I want to say, be strong in all that you do. And I want you to do it and by remembering your ABCs. And I want you to always be considerate and passionate to those around you. Until next time, be amazing, be unstoppable. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show. Submit a rating and review and share us with your friends and family. Be sure to go to our website, thekidfactor.fun, to receive your free PDF tips for raising financially independent kids. 